What's going on, everyone? This is City Wrestling Radio, and this, well, this is The Fee Show. I'm your host, Corey Smith. I'm just hanging out here in the Diamond Studio, chilling with my co-host of the day through the magical, wonderful ways of the internet and Zoom. Mr. Michael. They said it wouldn't be possible. They said it wouldn't be possible. You know, but here I am. Here we are in the midst of a global pandemic, right next to each other, in you, our homes. You know, how do we get? To, how people, did we get here, Corey? Some people at one point would say this is witchcraft, but not today because we know what technology is. So, <laughs> yeah, you show somebody from the from the the Puritan times just a just a laptop, they'd be like. They'd stab you. They'd stab yeah, you. Yeah, we should, we should probably Immediately. kill this person. I mean, that would be my reaction if someone just pulled out a laser gun. <sighs> Great start, man. Great start. <laughs> Mr. Michael Vergara, how are you today, sir? I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm wearing my, my PlayStation hoodie for all the podcast listeners who can't out or vision impaired. I'm getting ready for the the PlayStation 5 games lineup. I got my, I got my DualShock ready with the back buttons attached to it look at that fancy thing and uh yeah i'm just super freaking excited do the back buttons do something oh they're just additional buttons additional buttons well no it's just like hey i want to map this left one i want to map this like i want to map this button to the x button so i don't have to i don't have to keep my finger or my thumb away from the right analog stick to press x right so you Uh just press this while you still maintain control of the right analog stick. And it's great. It's great oh. for games like Doom. Okay. All right. Nice. Yeah. I mean, that's probably why I can never win in online games. Yeah. Because I don't have you things know, like that. It's good to have a hierarchy. You know, it's like running a wrestling promotion. It's good to have losers sometimes. That's why Brandon Cutler has a job. And that's why Peter Avalon has a job. Yes, because they play video games? No, because they lose. You need to have oh. A, oh. oh, nonetheless... Uh, yeah, well, this is the B show, and we're not here to really well, we talk a little bit about whatever you want. But uh, we're here to talk about uh, AEW Dynamite and uh, NXT from last night, along with some news in the world of professional wrestling. But before we get into all of that, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe at CWR415 Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. It's right there on the bottom if you're watching here on the video. If not, just remember it. Write it down at CWR415. Uh, because we are on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, and we post a lot no of one cool has ever, stuff. No one has ever made that joke before. Like, hey, look at that thing. <laughs> it's right here. It's right there, you guys. Yeah, but but it, it is. If you're watching the video, it's down there. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, guys, don't forget to, to subscribe. Click the little notify button because it really does help boost the profile of City Wrestling Radio. If you want more... Uh, up-to-date content, breaking news, and, uh, you know, the top that the top professional journalism minds that City College of San Francisco has to offer, you need to click notify and subscribe. At the, I mean, at least in the world of professional wrestling. Oh, we, yeah, no, we're, we are, we're pioneers. We're, we're pioneers. We're, we're the top. We're, we're, we're trailblazers in you, this regard. At City Wrestling Radio, we are probably three of four of the smartest wrestling minds at City College of San Francisco. Three no, my math checks out on that one. Sure, yeah. why not? <laughs> Guys, like I said, at CW4 and 5. Uh, well, let's get into it. I guess we should talk some news um, because, you know, apparently every week we have to talk about somebody passing away now, and it's not, you know, a joke. It's just... Hey, wrestling's been around for a very long time, Corey. <laughs> It has been. It just uh, by like in the, like in this story in particular, it's just by 
not by like not just like all by virtue it's just you know the world's gonna keep turning and uh this particular case you know well, yeah. what happened? Yeah, uh, Johnny Walker, better known as 70s and 80s star Mr. Wrestling 2, passed away at the age great of name. 85. Uh, well, I, both names were great, great names. Name. Johnny Walker. I mean, that's his name. That's his birth name. Johnny Walker. That's and just, yet he decided to do that, Mr. Wrestling 2. Isn't that, which, na- oh, you know, isn't that the name of a whiskey? Johnny yeah. Walker. That's oh. also a name of a UFC fighter. Okay. See, look at that. Uh, we passed away at the age of 85. Um, born John Francis Walker in uh, Charleston, North Carolina. He made his debut in 1955 and uh, worked for a he little He was originally bit. called Rubber Man. Was he? The, yeah. I like that, the Rubber Man. And if he came down to Rubber Band. Manned, I was by, thinking uh, the exact same thing. Bow, 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 bow. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he uh, he passed away. And I mean, like he's way before my time. Oh, yeah. He is, uh, but you know, he's credited to have such great feuds with like Ric Flair, uh, Magnum TA, uh, Dusty Rhodes for a little bit. So he, Inventor, and he even innovated the knee lift, and so even Mister Wrestling who, One. Yeah, so. yeah, inv- he he innovated the knee lift. So for people who want to know where moves come from, if you want to know the knee lift, it's Mister Wrestling Two. He's more than that, but you know, yeah. So as I we mean, know. Uh, condolences to you know the family and friends of uh, Mr. Wrestling too, Mr. Yeah. Johnny Walker. Meltzer brought up a really like interesting point in regards to just wrestler deaths in general. Like he brought up the he brought up the point where like there there's a generation of talent of there's a generation of wrestlers who just straight up just die way too young. Yeah. It's like he said you're either gonna die way too young or way too old. Which is yeah. a weird way of saying that. It's well, just yeah. there's kind of nothing in between at this point. Like Mr. Wrestling, he's a, he's an old guy. Like he passes away at age 85. Like he he's had a run. But then you you like there are other countless others who just pass away. Like hey, like at the age of 40 because god damn it, they're wrestlers. So yeah. he also said the fact that like this current generation, barring any you know any horrible accidents, knock on wood, like this this might have like the highest lifespan for any generation. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah, which I think it's, and I, and I think it's just due to, due to the fact that the generation prior has been so volatile, like just volatile in that regard. Yeah. That it has to like, it's going to, the pendulum is just going to have to swing the other way because we are cognizant of the, of that fact. It's uh, yeah, it's quite a profession. Yeah, so eight, I mean, eighty-five. I mean, I think the eighty-five is. A, I mean, I'm not gonna sit here and be like it's a good age. You know, it's it's unfortunate that he passed I mean, away. It's never a good time. I mean, yeah, exactly. But you know. but eighty-five. You know, it's 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 good. It's, it's a it's a good number of years. It's fifteen away from hundred. It can be rounded up to a hundred very easily. I will say that. You know what I mean? So <laughs> hey, eighty-five, a hundred. What what does what does fifteen years make so, a difference? So I'm saying, like, you know, it's 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 not like passing away at the age of forty-five, fifty-five. You know. Yeah. Uh, one interesting fact was that he. Um, I re- I'm reading this off postwrestling.com by way of John Pollock. A famous story that always was brought up was that Jimmy Carter's mother Lillian was a massive fan of Walker. Ah, yes, I heard about would, this. And, and would go watch him wrestle in Columbus, Georgia. This led to a relationship between Walker and the Carter family. That included Walker being invited to the Carter's presidential inauguration in January 1977. Walker did not attend and always cited the fact that the Secret Service wanted him to not wear the masks 
and he wouldn't make that concession. So he wouldn't attend the inauguration because he, they wouldn't allow him to wear a mask, which, you know. Okay, well, apparently, like, one story Meltzer told was that, uh, what, was, what, was the, um, what was her name? Lillian. Lillian uh, Carter. She, <laughs> you were um, about to say Garcia. No, I was not. But nonetheless, um, she, uh, I guess, when he was invited to their house one time, she was in a room with him. And she asked him once, she goes, like, can I, she says, can I see you without the mask? And I, can I see it? And, and, can I see it? And I think he, I, well, I, God, I, now it's all, I can't remember what he said, but I think it was, he showed her, but then he couldn't ever go to any events. Like, she never asked again, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, no, very so. protective. Oh, no, he See, said no, that's went, what it is. He said no. Clearly, like, whenever, whenever you wear a mask in wrestling, you keep that on no matter yeah. what. That's what the story was. Is he said no, and she was very respectful of it, and she was like, "Okay." You know, she she, you know, I feel like Lillian Carter. She would have been a big fan of, of City Wrestling Radio. She would listen to us every day. Bold. You know, I'm, Bold I'm just, I'm just, I'm That's putting it out really there. shooting for the fences here, man. You know, I'm just, I'm just putting it out there, man. Lillian Carter, if you're somehow still listening, we're thinking about you. Hey. We're with you, girl. Anyways, uh, yeah. So, Mr. Wrestling Two, it's it's like I said, condolences. Rest in peace. Rest in paradise and peace and peaceful paradise, shall we? And uh, let's move on to some uh, some more news. I guess some uh, some good news, I suppose. Oh, it's about time. Well, uh, well, give it to me straight. Corey. We have the return of New Japan Pro Wrestling, Michael. Glory, um, glory, hallelujah. Because, you know, you were telling me all about this because you here are the New Japan Pro Wrestling expert at City Wrestling Radio. And, um, yeah, it's it's great to see the New Japan Cup has been announced, the Together Project, which is going to be their first show back, the mystery That's card. what I want. That That is the word that we really need to to labor on in the middle of pan, of a pandemic. I, well, you together. know what? We're going to just we're just gonna scrunch everybody up together and just, you know, just... I think we need to, I think there's a lot of things going on in the world. And despite the pandemic, we need to remember that we need to be together and one, at least mindful mindfulness, you know, mindfulness of one another. Yeah. Remember together that, that, that boy band together, you and me forever. You're the one I treasure. Calculus. It's you plus me equals us. It's, yeah. it's it's just a matter uh, of and what was the um uh, oh, and then there was their rival band where they had the song rub one out rub oh one my god out, what was their what was their name was chris far <laughs> i remember chris farley's brother was a part of the band yeah and i always thought that was hilarious and there was anyway and there was <laughs> the kid who i believe had cancer was in the band. oh yeah they yeah yeah he was who like legit had cancer and then they, he like he passed away and then yeah. like they just and then they just stopped the show yeah. kind of ran its course yeah mm. Uh, I just ended all the good news, right? Well, New Japan Pro Wrestling's back. Uh, let's look at some of the details with New Japan. Um, like I said, they announced the Together Project, which is happening on uh, June 15th. Um, I can't remember where. I believe in Japan. Um, but what? then... They- <laughs> Osaka Joe, right? Osaka Joe Hall? No, Osaka Joe Hall is going to be the final of the New Japan Cup and the... Um- <laughs> that's, that's my that's my, that's my my New Japan wrestler name. Osaka Joe. Osaka It's Osaka Joe! I mean, it's kind of like Samoa. Never mind. Anyways, um, but yeah, they're going to have the I have the, bullet point. I have the bullet points right here. Yeah, I was... Okay. Go for okay, it. Okay, so... 
It includes two events at Osaka Joe Hall on is, July 11th and 12th, my brother's birthday. Which is the New uh, Japan that, Cup final and Dominion. Yeah, and it will be open to one-third of its capacity or roughly 4,000 fans. That's still a lot of people. Um, wrestlers well, Osaka Joe Hall is pretty big. Yeah. So. Wrestlers will take their temperature twice daily when they wake up and go to bed and will be logged. Logs of dates, place, and people they are in physical contact with. Uh, any symptoms related to COVID-19 will result in the wrestler quarantining. New Japan has a medical affairs committee that trainers can report to as they monitor wrestlers, limited staff, wrestlers, and press at events. Uh, that means we can't go, Corey. Sorry. Wait, pre- uh, wait. Pre- press is not allowed? No, it's limited press. Oh. What? So you're going to hear less camera flickers. I mean, what, uh, might be pre-screening and won't allow those in the consi- won't allow those in with a consistent fever of 37.5 Celsius and other symptoms consistent with the virus. Those involved must make a legal declaration that they are complying with the policy. <laughs> uh, me, Tamatonga, must declare. I do declare that I do not I have. I do COVID. declare. Uh, I, I am mandi- a member of the Bowler Club. Mandatory masks, temperature checks, use of disinfectants, submit contact details, limiting the amount of time in the venue, uh, limit contact with the others in the building, and if speaking to keep, wait, and if speaking to keep a two meter distance, this includes keeping loud cheers to a minimum during the show. No autograph sessions. What? So, um, <laughs> or meet and greets. Merchandise will be sold and are recommending credit cards to limit cash being extended and will have a transparent shield in place. So, yeah. Get your credit card ready and uh, hope you don't, uh, what is it, like hold up the line when you're trying to buy that belt. Uh-oh. Um <laughs> No areas for smoking in the buildings. Yeah, make Interviews sure make be- sure that uh, that transition is approved by your bank beforehand, uh, before you try to buy a five hundred dollar belt because it will decline. And oh you will at least they make you wait on the side. They want interviews. Yeah, interviews will be canceled or limited to New Japan's official interviewer. Individually packed food in lieu of catering will be used for the wrestlers with their names printed on the packages of food for each individual. They are going above and beyond here. Wow. Fans are asked to write down their contact details on the back of their ticket to submit upon entry or on a separate form for e-ticket buyers in New Japan will hold on to this information for one month. That's fucking insane. But hey, you gotta be in in these unprecedented times. Yeah, man. Uh, well, I mean, well, these are the guidelines. It's not necessarily their, uh, schedule, but you do have the new Japan cup. We do have the new Japan cup. I was just about to mention that. Uh, I mean, we have, was it one, two, three, four, five, six, about six, seven nights of new Japan cup. Um, I guess I'll uh, I'll kick it off. Oh, it's a week. Uh, well, it's spread out, spread out. Okay. Uh, let's see. Let's kick it off with the A block. I guess the A block side. Uh, just going to announce the matches: Togi Makabe, Yotsi, uh, Yoda, Yoda Sushi, Sushi. Yeah, I haven't. Suji, Suji, uh, Tomohiro Ishii, El Desperado, Toriano Jado, uh, Tomohaki Honma. Hiromu Takahashi versus Hiromu Takahashi, Kazuchika Okada versus Gato, Yuji Nagata, uh, Yuji Nagata, Minoru Suzuki, Yamura, what Yuji Nagata and Suzuki? That is uh, that is quite the match to put on your first round, I guess. I'm uh, yeah, go ahead. Uh, Yuji Yamura versus uh, Yoshinobi Kanemura, and uh, Gabriel Kidd versus Taiji Ishimori. You want to go through the B block? 
All right, we got Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Taichi, which I'm going to go out on a limb and say Taichi is beating Hiroshi Tanahashi because Tanahashi, I have a feeling Tanahashi wants to get the fuck out of there as soon as possible, considering his statements regarding this disease. <laughs> I mean, um, does he really have a choice, though? I mean, at a certain point. He's they're... Tanahashi. He could probably do whatever the fuck he wants. Um, Kota Ibushi versus Zack Sabre Jr. Ryusuke Taguchi versus Sonata. Show versus Shingo Takagi, which is a rematch of their Best of the Super Juniors Cup, which right. was a top, at top five match of the year contender mm-hmm. last year. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited to see that. Um, Hiro- Hiro- Hiroyoshi Tenzan versus Yoshihashi. Yo versus Bushi. Satoshi Kojima versus Evil. And Haruki Goto versus Yujiro Takahashi. Yeah. Um, notable absences. Uh, Will Osprey, uh, Jay White, um, for obvious reasons. Did uh, Did Osprey go back to England? Yeah. Okay. Because I thought he was living he in Tokyo. Been, and he has been bulking have you seen recent pictures of that guy he is he's been just, trolling uh, he's been trolling everyone with his uh, his his sleepy time bedroom picks let's just say he's flooring it yeah he um yeah I, I thought he was living in japan that's why well yeah but then this shit happened and so i guess it was just in his best interest to go back oh, i'll to be back home with my family yeah that's me doing i lost her so uh yeah i don't know like i Whoever wins, like people are kind of clamoring for to for Takahashi to win this so they can get their mat, their Naito match because oh, yeah. that was originally supposed to be like fucking they were just scheduled to wrestle each other of what feels like three years ago but yeah. it was actually three months ago. So. Well, it would be the smartest thing to do because I mean, Naito's well, let's see not where let's see what, let's see his uh let's see his pathway. So he either is going to face Jado. Which or is fine. Suzuki. Like look at his like look he at his. He can block. be Honma. Like, Honma's fine. Yano or Jado is fine. The the only problem I could see Okada, him getting back Okada's probably winning this. <laughs> is Ishii. Or yeah, Ishii is gonna be hard. because uh, we might yeah. have fucking Takahashi versus Ishii, which is gonna be a crazy match. And yeah, I would say the other side either is gonna be Okada or Suzuki. Just be Shingo. Yeah, it could be Bug Shingo. It. I would love yeah. it for be for it to be Shingo. That dude deserves more, but you know, yeah, can't push everybody. And uh, who's winning the other side? Tai Chi. Uh, I'm gonna say Abushi finishes him off in the second round. Um, could be Abushi, uh, or it could be um, Tai Chi, or uh, was it Takahashi versus Evil? There was a picture going around of Kota Abushi in a press conference. He. First of all, he looks way paler than before, but he also says, "I have, I have uh, saved up my strength for four uh, these past four months, and in when I come back, I will use all of that energy." So, looking forward to that, and I'm also not looking forward to that. Yeah, no, uh, keep that guy away from fireworks. First off, keep that guy away from any elevated position. Yeah, um, because he's uh, keep he... him away from aprons, which is sort of important in a ring. He's Just a cra- keep him away from wrestling. He's honestly. a crazy man. But he he, oh, yeah. he he seems like a nice guy. He's a crazy man to himself. So I don't know, man. That, we should we just we deserve more Kota Ibushi murder face. We had like we had sneak previews of that in the dome shows. Yeah. Oh man. Well, one person that's notably absent from uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling is going to be uh, Tiger Mask because he's going to be out due to clonic diverticulitis. You said you had this before. 
It was either diverticulitis or diverticulosis. I can't remember exactly which one it was. They both suck, probably. They both suck. Um, it's the same thing Shane McMahon had that one time. So what happens? So what happens to it's you? It's like when you're. It's like because you have like these pores inside your stomach, and it's like when they get filled with something. You know what I mean? They can get filled. Like if you eat like ground up nuts, they say do this. If you eat this a lot, it can get filled in there, and it doesn't come out, and it kind of gets infected. So yeah, he has like infected stomach pores. At least that's what I think it was. At least oh, that's what boy. they told me. So it was pretty painful, though. It was. Uh, I bet yeah. the stomach nuts it does not sound like a pleasant thing. No, no, it was not. Uh, but you know, nonetheless, I mean, we. Uh, I mean, get. I thought this was the first Tiger Mask, and I was like, "Is that guy still wrestling?" <laughs> no, this is like what the twentieth, twenty sixth. Anyway, uh, get well soon, Tiger Mask. Get well soon, Tiger Mask. Uh, what else you got today, Michael? MLW, Major League Wrestling, ran by one Court Bowers, recently signed a deal with DAZN Streaming Service, Whoa. which uh, for those of you who aren't in the know about the DAZN, who, for those of you who are not in the zone about DAZN, it's a the the streaming service DAZN. that shows off, that, that, that specializes in uh, boxing, probably a rugby match here or there. Um, they They're they've like been signing plus. deals. They have an exclusivity rights with Canelo Alvarez, which is a very very famous boxer. Um, they I think they have Triple G on their payroll as well. But, well, yeah, and you yeah. remember at w, they almost had WWE at one point because remember WWE was like showing these exclusive zone ads. Yeah. So I mean, they were in talks with WWE at one point. I mean, that has yeah, it's to be interesting. Sad. It's interesting where what what the zone like approach like sees mlw and how mlw is kind of just running their promotion and it's it's a big get for them it's quite impressive the thing is i there's really nothing about mlw that's just really selling they have good names yeah ones that i can't remember right now <laughs> MLW? as i say that jacob yeah. fatu jacob fatu yes yes that's uh, Tom, that was Tom on the Lawler. tip of my tongue yeah um uh the rest of contra so you know with this deal let's hope they ramp things up in terms of production and really MJ, just get, get, mjf from mlw he had a contract with them i think they kind of i don't know there was a handshake deal going on maybe i don't know yeah i just heard something about the handshake on npr yesterday very interesting story by the way is is it terrible like is it, the, it's, it's called it's called the o-day to the handshake you mean ode like tomato, you know what tomato tomato i mean i'm sure i'm sure people i'm sure that was the way it was originally spelled i mean pronounced but uh anyways yeah. <sighs> so you want to talk w. about cm punk and aj styles potentially? Sure, I, I not potentially feuding they're just kind of just side-eyeing each other they just don't like each other so last week on wwe backstage uh, there was a cm punk he ostensibly just you know, poured out his thoughts on the whole uh, racial issues that are ongoing in America and will continue to go on. As well. yeah, um, yeah. He was talking about the death of George Floyd. And then he took to Twitter and tweeted out a lot of people snitching. And I quote, a lot of people snitching on themselves when people tell you who they are, believe it might be unfortunate and disappointing if you're a fan of that person or if it's your grandmother, but fuck them. Goodbye. I yield my time. Fuck you. Which is a reference to, this LAPD uh, conference call that is just fucking 
six hours of people venting on the LAPD. It is. Oh yeah. yeah. I recommend, I recommend that it's probably gone viral. So that was, that, that was a tweet in response of a Twitter user talk, like talking about AJ Styles. I'm like, Oh, his, uh, in regards to his inaction to mentioning, you know, the black lives matter movement and, and the like. So, Hey, I play video games with Xavier. Come on. So, so Styles responds, I will not react at all coming from a guy that I don't have any respect for anyway. It doesn't really matter. Look at my job as a performer. Look, my job as a performer is to perform and get the mind of all things that have happened throughout the world. I'm not going to react to people saying ridiculous and stupid things. Uh, you know, that kind of, yeah, that is that is AJ Styles' stance on, on these certain things. You know, you... It's not definitely not a good look. No, uh, in my opinion, not. some might say he's putting his head in the sand in regards to these issues. And you're kind of, you know, when you say nothing, you're also saying a lot of things. Uh, silence is violence, like it's, man. Yeah, silence. There's a, there's a complicity to it, especially in these times. You know, yeah. I and I definitely understand uh, not understand, but I can see where AJ is coming from, because I was always like throughout high school. I was always just kind of like. Uh, you know, I don't think I don't know much politics. I'm just not going to even bother to like engage with this sort of argument because yeah. a I wouldn't be knowing what I'm talking about, and b I just I just don't really care. And as time went on, the older I get, some I kind of came to a point realizing, like, dude, like maybe this attitude is why we are here in the first place. Yeah. And so yeah, definitely. You would hope that. So like, I would just hope AJ Styles would just listen. You know, that's really kind of just the the solution to. Well, there's no easy solution for any of this, actually. But one of the best ones is just kind of just listen. Like, did you the New Day podcast? I yeah. After you're done listening to this podcast, listen to the New Day podcast. WWE posted on their official YouTube channel. Yeah, and within the first four minutes, you were you were going to hear the most impassioned, like speech that big he i think will ever actually produce because it's, it's coming from the heart and yeah. it's yeah it's hands down their best like one of the best things wwe has produced because it is a wwe production that that podcast is from wwe's you know yeah machine yeah the, i think the it was you hear a lot of it and it, like but 99 percent of it you hear is like impassionate but then you know they're referring to themselves as Big E. Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods. I, just, to, I think that's know. just for like. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. So that's yeah, what, that's that, what <sighs> hit me off to this. Yeah. Like, oh, this is a WWE production. So you listen to that, pod, yeah. the New Day podcast. Yeah. It's it's incredible. It, it is it's, incredible. It's like you said. It's super impassioned. Sobering. Um, you know, it it gets emotional too, especially you know Big E gets emotional in it. So uh, and Xavier Woods' story about him having to hang out with a kid who called him the n-word for about a week and then him learning like he's him saying that was a learning experience because they eventually became best friends yeah and it's it's quite a story it is quite a story and it's quite it was quite a podcast but uh yeah aj styles he's he's kind of showing his cards and i would hope he and he that's the thing though there's enough people in that locker room and i'll say this about aew as well just chris jericho um where I would just hope that when they say stuff like that, they would they would have to they would have to go back in the locker room, you know. And yeah. I would just hope they would listen to 
whatever piece they might or might not say. That's all you. That's all the best you can hope for, man. You know, and and it's like, I, and I wonder what what was you know like what was. It, it's just weird. It's like when I don't know. I guess you can't compare and contrast and be like, well, this person called this person out for this, but it's doing this now. Uh, because it's like you wonder. It's like all of you know all the things Jericho said or sending it for other things. It's just weird, you know? It, it, it makes you really, and it also really makes you think the relationship between AJ Styles and CM Punk because they, you know, they they were on the same road. Like they didn't, they didn't necessarily hang out, but then they kind of, their careers kind of started at the same time, more or less. So they must have crossed roads. At one point, at any show at or something. Point, you know, Ring of Honor, like they were, de- they were yeah. probably in the same building. So, yeah. So that's also one interesting to look out for. One interesting thing. So, yeah, I mean that that's that's AJ Styles. That's AJ Styles. What are you He's the do same guy who fucking lost his shit when Kid Rock made that uh, body slam Democrats joke. <laughs> and then you see, um, oh, I love the, it. The, yeah, the, Keep the Singh brothers, and, and then the Singh brothers just like not having any of it. <laughs> it's, that's, well, that's, well, that's, I what, mean, that's what it is. People get called out. You, last week we were talking about Jackson Riker, you know, and this week. We got AJ Styles, AJ Styles. So. I mean, wrestling, I mean, like you said, it's a place where, you know, he can, he can speak like that and speak openly like that. And it's, it's, you know, a lot of people support him. You mean, look at, you know, WWE's, you know, like Lynn McMahon is, is part of the campaign to reelect Trump, you know, um, even in AEW side, you have, you know, you can even say like Shahid Khan donating money to the Trump campaign. It's, and yeah. you could sit here and say, "Oh, it was you know he's so, so rich that it's one of those things that you just do." To I mean, Shad Khan, he pretty much just said, "I'm donating because to inquire favors." It, it, it would get me richer for this it's for this guy to get elected, and uh, well, exactly. He since, and he has since kind of back backpedaled in that regard because, of, gee, I wonder why you would backpedal your support for Donald Trump. Yeah. I don't know. Man. Yeah, well, uh, to, vote to to support somebody to get richer is kind of selfish nonetheless so yeah but you know yep. you know um aj sounds like i said he can speak openly like that and it's fine because he ha- probably has the support of his company behind him you know so it's okay it's fine i'll just say that cm puck he has one he knows one person named aj who hates him he knows one person named, named AJ. aj who loves him so. oh yin yang yeah, there we go. The, the, maybe that's what he maybe he's like. I need to complete the yin and yang of my life. I need to call it AJ Styles. Then, good. He said something. Yeah. He said something mildly racist. Okay, let me go after him. So, I don't know. And uh, you got anything else in the news today? Uh, anything on your let's end? Let's see. Meltzer just tweeted. Let's see. Oh, it's a Hanakamura article, which you know still hurts. Yeah. But uh, I got some uh, I got some light side of the news today, Michael. <laughs> yep, that's the the, the, the vice t- the vice channel follow up to the dark side of the ring. Light side of the news. Lights. Oh, there we go. Light side of the ring. Hashtag uh, copyrighted. City Wrestling Radio, twenty twenty eleven fourteen a.m. Come at us, Vice. What? Uh, but so we you know we've heard of uh, gender reveal parties. Right, I mean, I'm sure. Have Have you ever had a gender reveal party, that Michael? Been a, that's been a thing. Re- only recently. Recent. I, I mean, I think within the last. Well, with the invention of YouTube, you know, you want to think of creative way, creative ways to uh, reveal a color. You know, either yeah. blue or pink. 
you know i i guess man i think it's just another excuse for people to just you know gather gather see, with a bunch of friends and drink that's the thing is like if, except for the pregnant except for the pregnant lady. if my friend ever was like hey i want you to talk to my doctor and i want you to know the gender of the baby and reveal it to me in some way i would make a cake and but i would dye it gray on the inside because i would say we don't dictate what the baby's gender is they decide eventually what their own gender is yeah, just like Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie. <laughs> there we go. Um, so I would do something like that because it would really annoy my friend. Um, but nonetheless, he'd be like, God, just tell me the fucking gender. Uh, there was... Uh, <laughs> One way you're going to just say it like, boy, this coffee is sure is great. <laughs> um, but I guess this past week, there was a uh, gender reveal wrestling match. That uh that took place um somewhere in the United States, um, but you know it took place between uh two wrestlers. Someone's backyard. It, it was a backyard wrestling match. Uh, so like I said, it was uh one promoter who put it on for his friend who worked for him. It was a backyard ring uh pitting was at Miles Millennium against Mister Grimm, and uh, I believe of twisted metal. It's good. Good for him. He's he's no longer destroying buildings with his motorcycle. Uh, uh, Millennium was representing the boy side and Grimm uh, was representing the girl side. Grimm, though, took the pin and the win. This family is that Samantha Wright, I believe, is having a baby girl. So it was like baby. Well, congratulations. Carlson or Carlston. Congratulations, guys. They yeah. should do that for Becky Lynch's pregnancy. <laughs> uh, straight up steal it. Oh, and how about the gender reveal rumble? I How like you it. Win that. it. Like it just it would just be like a raw SmackDown brand. Yeah, and, and there's like, just multiple people wearing blue or pink, and you don't know. And then you got Big Show removing his shirt. It, oh. it was originally girl, but then now it's boy. And what? That's awesome, Michael. Book the match right now if you want to book Michael for gender reveal parties. Just book Michael. Contact him in at general. Mike Vergara, man. It's so I don't have below. to stop. So I don't have to do this anymore. Yeah, yeah pay him. He needs money. Desperately, please. He's got. He's got to. He's got to buy that PS5 somehow. Yeah, yeah. So, I think that's that's about it for the news today. Uh, I mean, secu- I mean, we could do a security sweep on this Twitter. Well, you I'm know. just gonna. I, I'm just gonna read Twitter for a second. Oh no. Oh, well, you know, usually last week was very tw- uh, Twitter filled. Uh, you know, like by the time we're done with these fucking podcasts, uh, Postmates the, the, gets free the, deliveries on chicken sandwiches apparently from Popeyes. That's news uh, to me. Cool. Anyway, let's yeah. move on. Dynamite, June tenth, two thousand twenty. Again, we're at Daly's place, and we're also live, pal. We get a video recap of last week: FTR being separated from Butcher and Blade, Mox confronting Cage, Orange Cassidy facing Jericho, Cody being Jungle Boy. You know, you know the like. Uh, Jericho makes his entrance for commentary with Floyd in hand. Uh, the optics are just out of this world with that one. Uh, Floyd, and, Floyd's coming out with him. I know he has a last name, damn it. No, they kind of made a point that they had to say the last name because if it's just Floyd, because like that's, I don't want to say it's the bat, right? Huh? It's yeah, it's the named bat. the bat. But, the bat, yeah, last name know. the bat. Just making sure. Butcher and Blade versus FTR. FTR enters with a truck and an amazing theme song, dude. Like, it's crazy. Like, it's just a, it's like a 70s funky track. It's like they they want to call themselves a throwback. They well, this was a throwback of a song. 
Blade starts with Dax Harwood feeling each other out. Jericho admonishes, admonishes Tony for swearing at the FTR interview, which is funny because it's Jericho and swearing. Uh, he also says FTR is pandering to JR with all the constant tags like it's his birthday. Uh, one nice touch that I liked was uh, Cash immediately evening the odds as Dax was cornered during a tag. You know, just, just using their minds. Jericho references gangs in New York and escape from New York uh, in regards to Butcher's look. Cash fakes a shoulder inju- injury to a roll-up attempt on Butcher. Jericho says, this match is not going to have flip-flops or flim-flams. I thought Jericho was great in commentary, by the way. Oh, he's always great on commentary. Yeah, yeah. He was, you know, regardless of what I think of him on a personal level, that dude is, uh, he brings. He still brings a level of excitement on com- on on these shows. Yeah. Um. Cash catches Blade with a power slam, hot tag to Dax, and jabs Blade with a series of um, uh, jabs. <laughs> Dragon screws to both Butcher and Blade. Two Dax jams. brain busters to Blade in front of Tully Blanchard and Arn in the crowd. Double cradle DDT to Butcher. Cash tags for the powerplex, which is a superplex, and then followed up with an elbow or splash. Kind of looked weird. <clears throat> uh, it's from the other side. We see a, a shot of Tully taking notes, who is distant away from Sean oh. Spears. And you see also Arn Anderson in the distance as well, which, you know, brain busters versus FTR. Yeah. Uh, full death is stopped. Good night. Express to bitch butcher, formerly known as the magic killer. Mind Shadow breaker Machine. to blade. Yep. Uh, mind breaker to blade, which is pretty much the indie taker without the flip. Yeah. Pin win. Welcome back. FTR. I thought this match was great. You know, it was a, uh, this was it's too long. You, th- I mean, it was only like ten minutes. Yeah, I know it felt too long. Uh, no, could have been seven match, minutes. I really liked it. The way FTR was working in this sort of you know environment, this sort of promotion, it was it was a sight for sore eyes. I was really looking forward to how like they didn't change. They did not change a thing in regards to their style. And like, I think it's they'll be right at home. I just I don't know I don't like this like if I if I want to see a tag team beat every team on the way to the Young Bucks I want to see them dominate every team on the way to the Young Bucks not this they're trying to they're not get by every match because they seem like they got by in that match and they they earned that win but they seem like they got by not dominate you know you would also want them to work as well and in order to work a match you would also well, yeah have to, but you'd have to tip the hand a little want to see them be but, more dominating they're FTR. Yeah, but then they're also Butcher and the Blade. Like they're like yeah. they're they're good workers, and you would want you would want to you would want to let the musicians play their music, as they would say, as Cody would say all the fucking time in his interviews. Yeah, and I it know. worked here. I really liked it. I thought it was a great match. And FTR, it's just they're they're back in business, boys. Yeah, uh, Tony post match interview. Dak says it's the pinnacle of we. They are the it's. I don't know if it's it's the pinnacle or we're the pinnacle. I'm just going to assume it says we're the pinnacle. We're the pinnacle of tag team wrestling. And then the Young Bucks enter the ring and congratulate them and thanks and thanks them for saving them from the attack. Matt says FTR failed to properly introduce themselves to them. Matt then aggressively says the Young Bucks have been carrying tag team wrestling for the decade. Which, yeah, maybe. Yeah, you could say the decade. You can claim that. Uh, before anything sure. else happens, uh, Butcher attacks the Bucks, and FTR fight off Butcher and Blade. Sabian and Havoc enter the fray. Kenny Omega runs to the ring as Adam Page just casually strolls, strolls with a drink in hands like, yeah, no, I'll catch up to you. Yeah, He's uh-huh. like, yeah I'll be yeah. there. And uh, all three teams, Omega, Page, Bucks, and FTR just stare at each other. And uh, I thought this was just a, a big look at this division 
segment which man once you like once you really get a like uh once you get to have a chance to really just look at what they have well they even have private party too you private party wasn't even in the in the tag this like little tag team thing yeah, best friends. You still got best friends. You still Jurassic have Express. the Lucha Bros, the the Death Triangle. Like, fuck, man. They, yeah, they got people. They got people. They got the people. people. <clears throat> like, not all of them are in there, but eventually they will be, and it's just it. Hopefully soon. Yeah, sooner than later. Dasha's with the Natural Nightmares. They face Page and Omega for the tag titles next week. Uh, I don't know why. Brandy questions Allie and why she gets a family jacket, especially with her name on it. Um, Dustin says he needs QT in the game and to get Allie out of his system, and she won't be ringside. Uh, I love yeah. how they never say that that's his girlfriend. He just says, it's my girl. It's just that's a girl. She just comes off as like a shoulder piece, which, you know, I don't know. She's I, turning it. She, it. It's a swerve. Yeah, of course it's a she's swerve. Still, of course she's, she's like a spy blade. for this organization. It's just like I don't know. Yeah, Butcher and Blade are going to cost them the tag titles next week, or she's going to cost them the tag titles. She's going to do something. Yeah, she has to do something. Yeah, and then Bra- it's going to then it's going to be the Natural Nightmares and Brandy versus the Butcher, Blade, and Bunny at Fighter Fest. Killer bees. Penelope Ford and Nyla Rose versus Hikaru Shida and Chris Stantlander. Jericho loses his fucking mind at the sight of Pineapple Pete. By the way, booped. By As he way, gets booped by uh, Stan Lander. Yeah, happy what? birthday, Hikaru Shida, yesterday. Ah. Or two days ago, whichever day you're watching. The other I day. hope she gets a nice uh, kendo stick. Um, but yeah, no, Pineapple Pete, uh, they, they they need to get his win back on Jericho. I, you know, I, one I, day. They shouldn't, they shouldn't be giving out wins to against Jericho. No, no, no. One day, just, you know, especially if Jericho has some sort of like, he's losing everything. The inner circle breaks up. He loses millions of dollars or something and then all of a sudden he has to have a match against pineapple pete and he well i think because everything's stacked against him well i think one way to go about it is he should pineapple pete should just kind of reclaim his name as shook d like jericho my name is shook d not pineapple pete like i i will wear that on my sleeve and that's what that's what got me to connect the audience but i'm here to let you know that I'm on. I want to. I want success on my own. Uh, I'm on my own terms, and I wonder I how many uh, pineapple Pete shirts he actually sold. Oh yeah, no. Like financially, it's 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 benefiting him tenfold to a point where I feel like he should keep pineapple Pete. But, right. You know. You know. <laughs> you know. All, f- all four women beat on each other. Stat is double teamed, but fights them off both. Single leg drop to Nyla. Single leg. You know. You know what I mean. Uh, quick tags between Sheeta and Stat, probably tape studying the match before. Very good exchange between Stat and Rose. Jericho acknowledges Baker and Rebel, as he calls her Reba. All three guys instantly correct him, saying Rebel, which I think I thought that was funny. Elevated knee strike to Rose. Top rope missile drop kick to Ford. All from Sheeta. Hot tag. Uh, JR pays memory to Mr. Wrestling Two, which we uh, discussed earlier. Ford suplexes Stat and lands right on the top of her head. Just did not look good. A Ford stunner stat. Sheeta knees Ford. Superplex to Rose. Stat with a big axe kick to Rose. Two count. Rose cradles Sheeta and stat on the top rope. And double, no, yeah, on the top rope. And double knees the back of both of their heads. Ooh. I thought that looked freaking awesome. And they landed, like, in tandem with right. each other as well. Right. Uh, they set Sheeta up for a powerbomb. Stat stops it. Sheeta knees Rose. Sabian grabs Sheeta's leg. Like, so much shit happens. Like, I just could not keep up. 
Um, Ford gets the title, whacks a car car Oshida with it, followed with a fisherman suplex for the pin and win. Yeah, Uh, Penelope Ford pinning the champion. Um, Fighter Fest. Yeah. She she needs a conclusion. She needs a competition for Fighter Fest. Uh, it should be a good match. I think Penelope Ford has been improving a lot. In fact, yeah. no, I thought this match tag match was actually like really awesome. Yeah, because you can see, you know, like it it kind of makes an argument for stuff like house shows because the amount of times these women have been wrestling each other, you can see their chemistry really organically growing. Like the yeah. they granted there was a little bumps on the road, but you can see these women just having great matches with one another. Mm-hmm. And I thought this was great, and it, it like and like it always is. Darby Allen video. He I'm injured, so says, I'm gonna jump off of ladders. He says he's not medically cleared to wrestle, but he but then out and about because of course he's he he appears now. Somebody who's been playing the second and third Tony Hawk games way more than I usually do because you know considering what's going on. Tony Hawk appears. He has a cameo and he says, oh, you don't need, you don't need a doctor's note. You don't need a medical clearance to fucking skateboard and fall off a ladder trying to land on a skateboard. You could try killing yourself here. Yeah. So that must be a so, yeah. work injury then. Yeah. Uh, Darby tries to land a, with a skateboard off a ladder like the idiot that he is, but eventually lands it. And yeah, a lot of Tonys in AEW. Tony Schiavone, Tony Khan. Tony Hawk. Tony Hawk. They're going to, they're going to, Form a stable. Uh, uh, Tony, Tony, Tony. Yeah. It's going to be. Uh, There'll be an R&B group. Of, I'm trying to think of a Tony. Uh, Tony pun. Whatever. Tony pun. <laughs> Tony con. Brit yeah. Baker video highlighting her struggles and all that. It was more of the same. It wasn't really that special. I just think it was a way to throw in a commercial. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, shit. We have 30 seconds to. Well, we have two minutes to kill. Uh, we got that Brick Baker video, right? Let's just throw it on there. Yeah. Inner Circle members, Jake Hager and Proud and Powerful versus Best Friends and Orange Cassidy. Uh, Pearl Harbor to Best Friends as OC is being thrown around by Hager. As Trent, as they build heat on Trent, Jericho says OC is getting beat up by the 15-year-old version of himself. Oh, that's pretty good. But it's really good. Okay. Uh OC is laying around the stage as Best Friends are getting the heat from Santana. Topekon Hero... From Chuck to Inner Circle Peeps, Hager prevents Chuck and Trent from giving the people what they want, which is always guaranteed heat for me. Come on, man. that They need that wide angle shot, at least one. Um, Vader bomb from Hager. Jericho suggests calling this the Hager bomb, which is a, you know, fair. No. No, we get back from commercial. Orange Cassidy is fully downloaded. He does everything to everyone as Jericho helplessly watches. Slam from Hager to OC, but is stopped by best friends. OC then cradles o- uh, Ortiz for the upset win. Uh, well, you know, I thought you know this match had a purpose. I didn't really think uh, of it anything special. Yeah, I think that's what happens whenever I see Jake Hager on screen, which I'll I'll get to later in the show. But. Yeah, I think the whole the story. I mean, the whole takeaway from this match was the post match. Which post match? Jericho brings Floyd to beat up best friends for their heat back. Jericho brings a bag of blood oranges and loads about twenty pounds of it inside one bag and then smashes OC's head with it. And yeah. I just thought, Orange Cassidy. Would you rather, Corey? What would you rather have? What would you rather have get beat up by? A bag full of oranges or a fucking baseball bat? One, two, three. Carry the three. Um, I would say th- oranges. 
I would take the oranges as well. Oh, okay. This was absolutely ridiculous, dude. <laughs> this whole segment. Well, Jericho uh, wanted to be ironic. What do you think of it? Jericho wanted to be ironic about his beating. It was funny. Yeah, no, and then he takes the irony even further when he takes a fucking apple and just eats it like a goddamn orange. Like he just he doesn't even bother peeling it. He just straight up just eats the skin. You mean he he eats a orange like an apple? Yeah, he eats an orange yeah. like an apple. Yeah, that was weird and gross. You know, Jericho. That's those are two words you can describe Jericho. Weird and gross. I mean, yeah, because he's yeah. Yeah. Tony is about to interview Billy Gunn, but is interrupted by MJF. He had a really good line saying, oh, yeah, no, I'm going to interrupt this because I know this is going to because of no, I'm going to interrupt this clearly interesting segment, which <laughs> fair play to MJF. I don't think I'd be I I, I don't think a Tony, Tony Schiavone interview with Billy Gunn would be that interesting. Yeah. Uh, he calls out the favoritism as Jungle Boy got a title shot, not him. He calls himself a great white shark and a sea of minnows. Billy Gunn then steps in saying, you're talking to a great white shark and then grabs MJF. MJF asks for Wardlow's help and they all stare at each other for what seems to be a match between them next well, week. It seems like Billy Gunn's other son now has a job with a gun and son. Well, he has so no, he has two sons now working for AEW because M- for MJF him. said he was he was now you got your other son working here. And there was a, a second kid that came up that was like looked just like Billy Gunn. They seem like I, th- I think I said this before, but they seem like best friends, dude. Like not, they seem like the like. They seem like if Billy Gunn was single, <laughs> like they, they would hit the off, town like, together. Every time, every show, they're right next to each other in the front row, and they right. are like the most energetic, most positive yeah. forces yeah. of yeah. nature that you could possibly ask for. Like it's, yeah. like it's not it's not as easy as you think. Go, go, like being at those shows and just retaining that same amount of energy week after week. Yeah. Yeah. Gun and son. Let's see how, how they fare. We get a recap of Cabana versus Jericho and Brody Lee helping out Cabana after the loss, and which leads us to our match Sammy Guevara versus Colt Cabana. <laughs> Sammy Colt still Cabana with his hit me up. Yeah. Sammy's still with his hit me up mobile, which, you know, you would think he really doesn't need. need. He doesn't really need it if he's clear to compete. Uh, Cabana messes with the hit-me-up mobile as Sammy looks on angrily. They start flipping each other off. Um, chops to Sammy. Cabana slips off at Chicago Skyline. Sammy capitalizes it with the GTH, which is, uh, I don't know what the H stands for, but yeah, Sammy Go Guevara uh, pinning Cole Cabana with a GTS, which, you know, poetry. Yeah. As one might, as one might say. Well, it, it, Matt, yeah. it's it's a it, it, yeah, it is. It's it's works into the story well because now he got beat with this finisher move that brings back all these painful memories. Yeah, you know. No, and, yeah. And now clearly, he's, he's a, in the it, lowest place of his of, life. It's clearly a sign of uh, this that CM Punk. He, ne- he needs guidance. No, he he needs guidance. Yeah. He's so lost now because it reminds him of losing his best friend and being sued by his best friend. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Post-match, Evil Uno and Grayson and the rest of the Dark Order, including Brody Lee, approach Colt and help him up to his feet. Evil. JR says there might be a metaphor going forward. And Evil Uno, I, uh, Stu Grayson's player two. There's a number. Who's number three? Uh, oh, three, oh, three and four are Silver and, uh, and the other guy, right? Alex Reynolds. And then there's, now there's number five. Who's and then like and then five six seven eight nine and then there's ten which we haven't seen much of lately. Maybe he was in that crowd and I just missed him. I think yeah, I think he was. I think he's the one who has a long jacket. I think. Mm. But anyways, uh, 
Yeah, Colt then follows them into the heel side of the He's entrance, like, which I never really noticed that like there's each there's each side of the entranceway. Like mm-hmm. one, the faces go on one side, the heels go on the other. Like I, I did not notice that until yeah, now. yeah, yeah. So you know, just like what Jr. says, it might be a metaphor going forward. Yeah, he's lifting them up. Does that mean he's gonna lift them up and laugh too? Uh, Jr. This isn't WWE. You don't have to spell everything out for everyone. Sorry. Yeah, you know, it's where he came from. Matt then comes out and oh wait, no, I might have missed here. Let me just try to find my notes. Yeah, Sammy then gets the mic and brags about his victory. Matt Hardy then comes out and says he has respect for Sammy, and then no matter how many times he gets murdered, he gets back up. Which fair play to to Sammy. Matt then goes through all his gimmicks. He does the matter of facts. He does the broken Damascus thing, as he tells Sammy to maximize his potential by leaving Chris Jericho. Uh, yeah, we're we seem to be getting a Matt Hardy Sammy Guevara program. Well, it seems like um, Matt Hardy is uh, respects. Sammy Guevara, but Damascus does not. Yeah. So, um, that's the way to say it. It's, this is sort of interesting. You kind of have Matt Hardy in this whole mentor role. Knowing like he's, he's, he's sort of like the dad. In, yeah, he's sort of like the dad in a party. Like, hey, how do you do, kids? What's going on with this hip-hoppity music? And uh, I think it's a good spot for Guevara. I think it's way too soon for him to be having any hint of leaving Inner Circle. I think that I think that's way too soon. Um and also, it's it's hard for me to believe that Sammy Guevara is not living up to his potential with with without Chris Jericho. Which, you know, seen have you seen him? It's it's what made him a star in the first place. It is, place, it is, yeah. It's crazy, but uh, that I mean, he seems did to be use a tag team with Scarlett Bordeaux in AAA. So didn't they? And they also commented. They did a commentary, which you know, it's about as well as you'd expect from two millennials Ugh. doing commentary. Kids today, right? Yeah. It's crazy where these guys are and with, with where Sammy Guevara and Scarlett Bordeaux, Bordeaux are. Yeah, AEW now. NXT. It's crazy. I know. Joey Janela video. He's drinking at a bar and thinks about his failures. They show the CZW Zandig uh, spot where he um where he uh fucking falls like like 30 feet off a building into a bunch of light tubes. Well, it which... seems like this whole thing was like an 80s like uh Video it was it was like, drive. I've, I've lost it was everything. pretty much it, it was drive. Yeah, which is like an eighties like feel to it, like Hollywood, like Hollywood Boulevard or Sunset with the, Boulevard with the with the vaporwave music. Like I lost it all. I used to have it. Have I lost? Uh, it? Yeah, he runs into Sunny Kiss driving convertible as they drive around like it's a Kavinsky video. To be continued. Oh, I hope they're a tag team. Yeah, glad they're doing something with these guys. It's is this. Sunny Kiss on Dynamite. That's. I hope we see more of them. Yeah, and uh, yeah, one hell of a convertible. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> Probably right. We get Do- we get Dasha talking to Cole Cabana. He gets into, into the room of Brody Lee. That was pretty much it. Uh, so, like we said before, the only way this will work is if Colt Cabana. The only thing that changes about him. Hey, look at that! I'm getting all these tips now. Uh, sorry, I got distracted. Um, if Colt oh. Cabana keeps pretty much everything the same except for just change Colt, like his theme song will be like, boom, boom, Dark Order, boom, boom. He'll come out with just the mask on and his thing will say Dark Order. And He's going to become so annoying that Dark Order is going to try to kick him out. And they can't kick him out because you know, they're like, well, no, now he's a part of it. Now he knows the inner workings. We can't. And he's they like, hey, guys, what's it. up? I'm number six. So that would he be the only way this works. Hey, just I think people, he wears a mask, 
and his his clothes are darker, but everything about his style and how he acts is exactly same time the same. next Wednesday. You guys, yeah, all right, cool. Hey guys, I'll see wait. you all here. Do you, are you uh, guys no, gonna bring Kool Aid or should really, I bring? I, I could just wait. Like honestly, like I'm staring at the cheeseburger, but I'll I'll wait after you. Just uh, <laughs> you know, can't believe I'm here. Yeah, exactly. But it's uh, I don't know. It kind of does seem that they're gonna do the serious role with Cole Cabana the way he entered that room. And it it, it has to be. What I'm thinking is like Daniel Bryan joined the Wyatt family. You mean it's going to last like two weeks? Uh, it'll last a little longer, but it's going to be essentially the same thing where he's going to join. And then, you know, he's going to be convinced to leave and then he'll he's going to, you know, boom, boom. Out we'll see of how it goes. You know, it's it, it's it's still it's a mid card storyline and I'm glad there is one. Alex Marvez is outside with champion John Moxley. He's in a bad mood because Taz is talking shit and that Brian Cage is going to beat him at Fighter Fest. Uh, I was paraphrasing. He doesn't actually say shit. Saying if he was trying to get under his skin, it worked. He says he's a miserable son of a bitch and that the mere idea that anybody can beat him pisses him off, makes him more violent, less apologetic. Taz then jaw jacks Moxley for the distraction of Cage, no, which leads to the distraction of Cage beating up moxley mox fights back but eventually cage um fights back as well and slams uh cage no slams moxley into the back of the car um there was uh there was a really funny uh joke from uh rewind to dynamite uh post wrestling's rewind to dynamite where what it should have been was that that car that moxley should have been um that got slammed into that should have been colt cabana's car no yeah. Where it just cuts to him just like going to like as he's like, oh, tough day at work. And then he just goes to his car and it's just being smashed like, oh, man. Oh, boy. Wah, wah. He's like the butters of wrestling. Who's the butters of wrestling? It's called Cabana right now. It has to be. Yeah. We just has to, you know. We got Cody. We got it a Cody video be, going I was going to say it used to be Raul Mendoza, but we'll get there. Yeah. Uh, we got a video of uh, Cody going over the idea of t- defending the title every week and bleeding every week. We get, well, he didn't bleed this week. So. Uh, we get highlights of Mark Quinn flipping in the air as he does, which is going to play into the storyline and all that good stuff. Which leads us to our main event Mark Ooh. Quinn versus Cody for the TNT Championship. 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 Excuse me. Yorks. New music for Private Party. I thought this was a bop. I know some people didn't like it, but I, I like the beginning where it's just, oh my god, is that Private Party? Uh, oh my god, is that Private Party? Oh my god. Yeah, that was cute. Um, I, I, I like their. It's old a song. bit more subdued. I, I get that it's a bit more subdued, but I kind of, I'm, I'm vibing it. Yeah. I'm vibing it a lot, bro. Matt Hardy huddles for motivation again. The cool dad at the party. Hey guys. Uh, Cody with his pride shirt. All proceeds go to the Trevor Project, so that's nice. Happy yeah. Pride Month, by the way. Uh, Ex- Excalibur then acknowledges. Yep, you can't see sure. the whole thing, but yeah. Excalibur then acknowledges the Black Lives Matter movement going on right now. Uh, again, thanks, Excalibur. Code of Honor is observed. We get a handshake, get a Cody match, me and potatoes and all. Jared questions if Cody is one hundred percent. Quinn catches Cody with a drop kick after attempting the cutter. Quinn is selling the ankle because he was lightly injured from it two weeks ago which that's crazy like a mat something that happened two weeks ago is going into a match two weeks later that's that is a sight for sore eyes it makes Romero sense, special right? storyline yep yep 
Romero special from Cody to a dragon sleeper. Quinn attempts a springboard but falls because of his ankle. Cody continues to work the body part but walks into a kick and a Quinn comeback. Salida Del Sol like move from Quinn to Cody. Quinn just bounces three feet in the air off of that. Standing shooting star from Quinn for a two count. JR wants Tony to get Quinn's haircut. <laughs> he said, You you would look all youthy and spry, youthful and spry with that, which, you know, Photoshop people. Not me. Get on it, guys. Get on it. Corkscrew into a DDT for a two count. I thought that looked amazing. Over the top rope dive and tope by Quinn. Still uh, paying for it with the ankle. Quinn dives over the top. Again, to Cody. 450 splash on the ramp to Cody. Quinn then tries a shooting star, but Cody catches him with an ankle lock and a grapevine for the submission victory. And when Cody retains the TNT championship. What did you think of this match? It was a good match. Yeah, it was yeah, better than expected, but wasn't there? I mean, yeah. what's his name? Uh, was it Mark Quinn? He um, seems like he's pretty used to working as a tag team. I don't, you know, he seems like he's coming out on his own as a singles wrestler. Again, coming another, into his own. Yeah, seems like another he's argument. I'm oh, yeah. sorry. He seems like he needs a little bit more time to grow. Yeah. And yeah, this was a chance for him to grow and learn a little bit, too. So that's good. Again, another argument for house shows, which, you know, I think due to the fact, you know, with this pandemic going on, you there might be a chance for house shows to come back. I will say this. Um, WWE was losing money on house shows. So, I mean, it really depends, I guess, on where you book your shows. You know, But you book- think it'll even out with the money that they'll make? I mean, it'll be a very long time since they can run house shows at full capacity. But, I mean, they've been drawing house shows for less than 4000 so might as well. But... Yeah, if they're losing on house shows, I don't think it's going to happen. But I do definitely see AEW making a case for it. I know they don't want to, yeah. but I think with see, but yeah, they need to work contracts out with independent wrestling promotions. Um, that would be a way, but that would be ideal. yeah, and just work their stars into like, and then even have some sort of thing where you can promote it as a oh, AEW star or this is an AEW match. Like you can say tonight we're at APW, we're going to have an AEW ref in here. We're going to have an actual. AEW match, you know, for a number one contendership, you know, a but TNT title or something. You think AEW gets a cut of that pay? Well, I don't think uh, they would get, no, it wouldn't be on TV, but you would get these people just to be able to go out and it would give the people more like, okay. It's like when I was at, when I went to APW and Cody was the ring of honor champion, they decided, Hey, let's make this a ring of honor championship match right now. You think that'll go into their record? Yeah, no, it should. That's what I'm saying. It definitely should. But it's just like doing house shows, you know, at that point. Mm, it, no. You know, well, there's there's plenty of ways to go about this. Yeah. But yeah, Mark Quinn, I think he's definitely very he's he's very green. But I thought he did he really really showed up tonight. Um cuz yeah. he had to. This yeah. is the biggest match of his career arguably. Definitely. definitely. Um there, I there was some hate, a little bit justified. So, of why even bother doing a bunch of dive moves if you're if you're selling the ankle? Um, but they, I think the commentary really made a point where like what, Jim this Cornette is all said the, that. No, <laughs> um, but like they, you could definitely make the argument like the story of the matches that was the offense that was the only offense Mark Quinn can do because that's what he's been doing, yeah. and. You might, and you can also introduce the storyline of Mark Quinn trying to be a bit more versatile in his in his in his way because he's normally a tag wrestler who kind of works twice, like works less twice, 
I don't know. I can't think of a better phrase than that. He works because when you're tag because when you're because when you're working tags, you're with another person. But you don't work the entire match. You don't work the entire match. Exactly. It's math. Anyway, uh, post match. Uh, post-match celebration and embrace from Cody, which I feel like is going to happen every time. The weekly wins. Cody hug. The weekly Cody hug. Here, come here. And then he, they just they just suck on his nipple for the, you know, come to mama. There you go. Do you want, you want me to send you a check? Here you go. Have a good yeah. day, guys. Uh, yeah, Hager then walks on the ramp to steer down Cody, and I was just like, fuck, man, really? <laughs> um, Hager then attacks Arn, in which Cody tries to stop, but is beaten by Hager. Hardy party then come out with chairs. Santana and Ortiz and Sammy even it's even things out. Sammy and Matt beat each other up. Cody then accepts the Hager challenge at Fighter Fest to close the show. Ah, what? Yeah, I don't like I don't like this matchup. Well, you don't like Hager. I just don't like Hager. I just like I don't know what they see. I don't know what they see in the guy. Uh, um, he's gonna lose anyway, so why waste my time with this? Is he? I, he that dude is just a literal speed bump. I wish he was a speed bump, honestly. Okay, that's too weird. Wow. That... He's going to come and like, listen. Like, he's, gonna, he's listening to this podcast. He's like, why does Michael not like me? You're you know, a bigoted I, asshole. That's I funny. met him, and he... I, I met him, too. He's fucking huge. Were you at that same show? Yeah, Clash of the Cow Palace. He was against Jeff Cobb. Oh. No, I met, him at a di- I met him at a different show. I met him at a Halloween Hell show, either before yeah, or after that, and I took know. a picture with him in the ring. Man's gotta get paid. Yeah, I guess. So I, I just you know. What do you think, think of AEW? Think AEW was fun this week. It's always it fun. Was pre- it was pretty fun. It flowed well. I think the first hour was definitely better than the second. Um, I, I, they're. I think I'm more of their mid level. No, I'm wondering. I'm wondering. I'm just wondering, like the opponents for Cody within the next week and how much everybody. How much is he willing to be hold up? Like, how how long is he going to hold this title on if he's going to keep at this pace? Like, maybe maybe make matches some some weeks make matches shorter than, than others. And is he going to main event every dynamite? I mean, I know it's the TNT Championship, but then well, I definitely think he does need to um, have some matches where it's not. You're right; it's not going to be 15 to 20 minutes. Like, he needs to have an opening match. This is for the TNT title, and it's just an enhancement match. Just for somebody to get in there and get some time in the ring, you know what I mean. But will he main event every dynamite? No, that's some, it would be opening match. I don't think it should. Will he? Yeah. I don't know. But I mean, it is. If he does, it is a little, it's a little stroking his own ego at that point. But I mean, TNT wants the TNT title at the yeah, end of their know, TNT they're show. They're on TNT. If this is the TNT championship, so I God mean, damn it! Yeah, not, not, uh, heaven forbid the AEW title segment. Or anything yeah. with that main event. Yeah, it was a good show. Um, good show. Good show. If if there was anything to, I'm trying to figure out things to go out of your way to watch. I mean, I, I guess the Cody match, the women's tag match was awesome. So was the so was the FTR match. But that's all in the first hour. Wow. Watch it. Watch just watch Dynamite. Well, I recommend it. You won't waste your time. From AEW Dynamite, we move on to uh, NXT. Michael, did you watch NXT? I did. Okay. Well, good. Let's kick it off with Adam Cole, Roderick Strong, and Bobby Fish, the Undisputed Air, or at least three-fourths of them, coming down to the ring. Uh, Roderick Strong is still uh, st- obviously and visibly disheveled and shook by what happened to him and Fish at NXT TakeOver in your house. Apparently, They, they were in were a trunk. For 12 hours, apparently, we found out later. 
Uh, that's that's not good. That's not good at all. I mean, I one would think how long can two people breathe in a trunk? And one also thinks that every car food? made after like air. Two, well, food you can get by a while without food, um, but. Uh, every trunk I think made after 2000 has like a switch in it on the inside <laughs> that you can just pull and it opens. I mean, that's how old fashioned Dexter Loomis oh. is, even though that car was kind of uh... smart. I like that. Very, very recent, actually, it seemed. Uh, Cole says the era of him being a champion shall continue and will also give props to Velveteen Dream and said on Sunday, Dream proved why he is one of the very best of NXT has to offer. But there's one problem to that. He's not Adam Cole, baby. And, but your best wasn't good enough. And Adam Cole's smarky smile to the camera was just the best thing I've seen in a while. I think I'm like he just man, you got I got like Ring of Honor shades of Adam Cole right there. I was like, damn, he's he's good. I forgot how good he was. Uh, Cole says, though, it doesn't freaking matter. Uh, what's next for him or the Undisputed Era because he's been the most dominant champion in this brand's history. Cole says nobody in NXT or WWE can beat him for the championship. Um, he say, brings up Dexter Loomis. And Roderick Strong is uh, distressed by this and says, uh, everybody knows he hates being stuck in trunks, which is a play on words, I guess. It took me who, a second who to likes, that. Who likes being stuck in trunks? Uh, or being shoved in trunks. Well, if you wrestling trunks, get it. Mm. Uh, it took me it took me a second. Uh, he told him to calm down because he's going to go one-on-one with him later tonight. Adam Cole versus Dexter Loomis. Looking forward to that one. Uh, backstage, we have Cole. He's uh, calming down Roderick Strong. In walks um, uh, Keith Lee and Mia Yim. So I wonder where they're going with this. I wonder if Keith Lee is going to be one of the next people for Adam Cole because they are obviously hinting at something right there. They're hinting like a billion fucking things for Cole. <laughs> they are. And I wonder where it's going to lead. So, um, but you know, they, uh, Adam Cole, undisputed error. They walk away and Adam Cole yells in your dreams, big man and walks away. It would be a shame if something happened to this title belt. Oh, next up. We have the limitless ones versus the Garganos. And, uh, are, are they really called the limitless ones? No, but they keep calling me a yim limitless and, uh, Keith Lee is the limitless one, so why wouldn't they be the limitless ones? Right? I Go mean, on. Okay. Go on. Hold on, sorry. <laughs> we had recording errors, and I just need to make sure. Okay, it's recording. Okay, um, so the two, uh, the couples start out with intense arguing inside the ring. All of them just yelling at each other. Drew, you, and you, and you up Why there. you? Right. Um, and uh, there was a, it was a mixed tag match, so obviously the men are facing the men and the women are facing the women. Well, the women can beat up on the men, but the men can't beat up on the women, which, I mean, I don't really care. It's a, it's a, it's a line. It, there's a there's a blurred line in that in that regard. Um, so uh, Lee uh, still working the injured hand. Lee and Yim almost go for the kind of AOP double powerbomb spot, but they don't complete it, which I thought was kind of a letdown because to see them do what was that called the last chapter where they did the, the last page or something like that. Yeah, where they would hit the two power bombs together and then slam them down. Um, they did that to Gargano and Yim. Um, Mia Yim does a very good dragon suplex to Larray Gargano, tripping up Mia Yim to break up the count. Yim beats down on both Gargano on both of the Garganos, delivering German suplexes to both. 
Yim then knocked out of the ring when Lee pounces on Gargano into Larray and Yim. Lee is so distracted by this that Gargano hits a kick to Lee's head, hits the outside inside DDT to Lee on top of Candice LeRae. And, uh, you know, Keith Lee being the good guy that he is, he picks up Candice LeRae to take her out of the ring for medical attention. Of course. <laughs> you ever read You ever read a Spider-Man comic, The Death of Captain Stacy? No. It's, the, it's a really iconic cover of just Spider-Man just holding captain like captain like the police chief captain stacy where it's just like oh what have i done or yeah. what happened here yeah that's what i that's what i thought well i mean this is jose some- would know what i'm talking about this is something that's happened in wrestling you know this is like hogan remember hogan falling on miss elizabeth or you know someone falling on miss elizabeth carrying her to the back uh there's always someone carrying someone else you know but keith lee picks up candace larray and that's when johnny gargano goes for the roll up and he goes through the roll-up and completely uh, knocks Candice LeRae out of the ring to the outside of the ring. And her body is just motionless at this point. Uh, Gargano gets the pin and the win on uh, Keith Lee, which is completely backwards to me. Um, if you, I mean, because they just had their match at TakeOver. So why would you know you have they shouldn't be having this him? match in the first place? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, they should move Keith Lee on to whatever is next. It's just something you normally wouldn't expect. Unless from Gargano and NXT. him aren't over. So. Like, again, this is the stuff that I'd expect from the main roster, but it's stuff that I normally wouldn't expect on NXT to just immediately have that rematch. Yeah. Um, which, in regards to that that in your house, um, I liked it. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I it was okay. It. Okay. Right. Lower tier. It was, it's it's among the lower tier takeovers. It was but probably the worst takeover I've ever seen. Through, through no fault of their own, honestly, from yeah. from elements out of their control. But I just didn't think the matches weren't as the matchups weren't just as hot on paper. Damian Priest and Finn Balor was really good. They overachieved. They really did. Um, then Gargano uh, gets his wife and carries her out, weakened at Bernie style. Um, and yeah, she did not regain consciousness <laughs> no. at all. At a certain point, you'd think Gargano would be a little worried, but no, he just carries his wife out. They won. So, and uh, next up, speaking of Damian Priest and a very awkward segment, uh, Damian Priest uh, with I not this was not Mackenzie, I don't think, uh, with a, with a, but a Dude, blonde they interviewer. Not, they do not give those announcers names at all anymore. Um, because well, I mean, there's Mackenzie. We know her now. She has a name, um, but yeah, no, I, I think you have to be there about six months to get a name. <laughs> Yeah, you have to earn your name. Uh, she asks uh, Damian Priest if he would have done anything different in his loss and to Finn Balor. He goes, oh, hell no. Like, oh, okay. He says, this match was more than about wins and losses. It was about my name living forever. Uh, Priest then starts. This was an indictment to wins and losses mattering in the WWE. I don't know what is. Uh, Priest starts to walk away, uh, but stops and looks back at the interview and says, you're gorgeous, by the way. Well, <laughs> What is this? I mean, it's, it's supposed to. He's. It's supposed to. Did somebody fall you know, asleep and then wake up thinking they were writing Umberto Carrillo or not Umberto Carrillo, but um, Angel Garza. Angel Garza segments. This was a face turn for Danny. I think he so. He, he was more or less humbled by the experience of yeah. of being beaten by Finn Balor, but I shall get back up. It was the rub. I paid my dues. Yeah. He was scripted to win. <laughs> he didn't say that, but. <laughs> I took the loss. I did the job. And uh, what are you doing after the show? Me and Balor are going to go grab some uh, food. You want to go in my limousine? We can go out and bow and arrow hunting. And one thing that uh, proved that he's uh, turning face was the tone of his voice. 
You know, he wasn't the usually, same as it ever was. No, it wasn't. You can only speak in one tone. Damien Priest used to speak like this, but now he's speaking more like this, more fast paced and seems more of his actual cadence. So, yeah. so, and uh, Damien Priest, he I feel like he doesn't get the credit that he deserves sometimes. He's a, he's lightweight underrated. But, you know, this was as you as said by Triple H in that conference call post show. This was a coming out party for. Damien Priest. Not that coming out party, but... Uh, okay, so... You want the world to show. Gotta let him know. Gotta let him know. Mackenzie backstage with Cameron Grimes. Uh, Grimes says he isn't worried about his match tonight with um, with Finn Balor because he says his name is Cameron Confident Grimes. It's uh, my middle name, man. He is the new Heath Slater. He is. Uh, speaking of Heath Slater, he's going to Impact, by the way. Did you hear that? Oh, yeah. Um, anyways, uh, <laughs> let's see. Uh, he was, um, he says he's not worried about the match, but he seems a little worried. He says, I, I don't know why William Regal had to book the match. Um, Look, and, and let I, me tell you about that Cameron Grimes fella. He is super stupid. He lost the match. Wait, and if I, if he was, if he was, you mean if, if he was around, I would beat him up just because the way he looked and he's definitely not behind me, huh? Well, no, Damian Priest just walks and he goes, hey, Damian Priest, he says, good on your matchup with Finn Balor. I mean, you didn't beat him and all, but I mean, you did pretty good. And that's when he gets uh, punched by Damian Priest and Damian Priest walks away. So, yeah, definite. Oh, he says, oh, do go on, uh, Cameron Grimes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I don't know what they're doing with Cameron Grimes. Like, honestly, know, like the way I think this is just a way to show him a little bit more personality than just Carnival Man. Yeah, with that hat of his. <laughs> with that um, hat of his, you know, yeah. he, he's good at it. He's honestly oh, kind yeah. of good at it. But then he might he might suffer the Kurt Angle syndrome of being too good at it to a point where it defines him. Yeah, I can see. I can. I can see him win that North American title one day. Not off of Keith <laughs> Lee, but off of somebody. I just hope they see what they have in him, and they and you know they kind of do considering the, the the type of matches they put him in. Yeah. Well, you know, to me, it seems like they're move shuffling a lot of people around so we'll see where everyone kind of ends up uh next up into share versus uh oh the uh, the incredible team of mikey delbray and mike reed mikes yeah the mikes the mikey and mikes uh they their finishing move called the mic check uh no it's because they never get to use it it's called i want to be like mike actually uh, but no, yeah, I right. wouldn't want to be like Mike's in this particular match. No, um, they it was a jobber match. That's it. They win. Malcolm Bivens. He just he just goes on looking like Malcolm Bivens. I like Malcolm. I'm starting to like him now. He's he's starting to. Yeah, managers. He's great. uh yeah yeah. And he's cool. Follow him on Twitter. He's funny. Uh, next up, Drake Warts, who I'm starting to believe is number two authority figure at NXT. He's just the middleman. I'm starting to think like he's the he's assistant. secret general manager. He's like of, the assistant general manager. I'm starting to think he's the it makes the he's most the sense. Again, middleman where he's just he he's the go between when shit gets done. Like he's the one Regal. That, they're acting up again. Hey, no gimmick. Put yeah. the camera right next to so, him. So uh, Drake, uh, he's on the he's on Zoom or FaceTime or whatever the fuck they're talking on, um, telling him he goes. Cameron Grimes says he can't compete due to a broken jaw. Regal, like you said, um, yeah, he says I want to speak with him immediately. Uh, they walk over. And, they walk yeah, over to no, Cameron Grimes. Grimes is flirting with a couple of of young ladies. It's like ah, like he says his his, his jaw hurts. 
Yeah. And so, oh, my jaw doesn't hurt. No, no. The thing is, when he's talking to the like women, he's just hey, hey, lady, pretty ladies. And well, as soon as William Regal has to talk to um, Grimes. Cameron Grimes, he immediately just sells the jaw. Oh, like, oh my no, jaw. Yeah. Well, because Drake is like, let me talk to. Yeah. It's a dumb segment, but basically he has to compete tonight later in his match. He's not getting out. I don't of want it. to call it dumb. I thought it was again. It was I, it funny, was, but it was a little dumb. I mean, it was a way to show Cameron Grimes the the like I said earlier. It was a way to show Cameron Grimes' personality. Yeah, and I think he he has it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think he should have been selling the jaw a little bit more. Like I think when he was talking to the women, he could have been a little bit like, "No, my my jaw doesn't hurt at all." But nonetheless, uh, it was a thing for Cameron Grimes, and it's better than nothing. Next up, we have a Brizongo video package. They talk about this a, was weird. I kind of enjoyed no, it I, in, a good, in a kind of a good way, but then like it was just an interesting direction to take these guys. So they're talking about all the different costumes they've dressed up as. Like we dressed up as firemen one time. Oh yeah, putting out fires. That was fun. Uh, <laughs> we dressed as construction workers. Oh yeah, we made some stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just talk the same way. They kind of have that little chic um, going on. They're talking about you know how they became the, actually the joke. They said we issued out too many fashion violations and became the joke of the SmackDown locker room. Um, you know, we go in the locker room and then like they just say, "Hey, funny stuff." I'm laughing and all this stuff, but you know, they talk yeah. about Breeze. Breeze says he goes, "I'm 32 years 32 years old." Fandango's like. I thought you were twenty seven. No, no. There, so what they what this what this segment was was pretty much the where they came from was pretty much the you ever, like you ever watched Arrested Development that picture of Job with a bunch of his ma- magicians and there's a sign say, saying we demand to be taken seriously. Yeah, yeah. This was this segment. Yeah, so they're talking about where they came from. They saw about Fandango debuting at WrestleMania against Question Mark and uh, Question Mark from uh, NWA Power. Wait, what? No, yeah. it was Jericho. Question mark is a wrestler also. Oh. Not but the yeah, question mark. No, that, I thought that was interesting. They mentioned his WrestleMania match, and I immediately thought, like, against who? And, against uh, who, WWE? Against who? Talk about Breeze taking on Finn, Apollo, and Jushin Liger in NXT. <laughs> and I was immediately reminded, like, yeah, that fucking happened. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Liger in NXT. Um, so next, next week. WWE Hall of Famer, Jushin Thunder Liger, by the way. Was that ever fully commenced i don't think he's official yet i don't know they never held the ceremony so we'll see we'll see um let's see uh next up we have champa leaving takeover last sunday not taking any questions and uh he's uh he's just he's so sad it's very sad one must question the future of one tomaso champa will he be slapping his thighs on smackdown live on fox Randy Orton, him. He's going. He might. There's, there's talk of him going to the main roster, man. Uh, he had a really, really big stance on not going to the main roster when so. there was house shows. That's true. I mean, but and there's, now that there's, there's, they stay in one place. It's essentially the exact same thing. You might NXT think, right you know, you one must assume he might be have well, I've quelled on that rule a little bit. Yeah. Don't rule anything out. If he goes to the main roster, I think he'd be better on Raw. You know, I'm saying this. If he goes to the main roster, I'm going to the main roster. But, uh, yeah, I could see him on Raw. He'd fit better on Raw. Uh, Then we have um, Rhea Ripley and McKenzie backstage. In in walks Robert Stone. That's a mouthful. With Rhea Ripley. He's trying to recruit her for the Robert Stone brand. Uh, She uh, says there's one in a million chance of her ever joining the Robert Stone brand. 
And Robert and Stone, Lloyd Christmas and Lloyd Christmas himself says. So there's a chance. So you're saying there's a chance? Yeah, that's a that's a Dumb and Dumber reference. It is. And um, she goes, "Walk this way with me." He gets really excited. She punches him in the gut <laughs> and slams him into a garbage can. So. He, he landed headfirst into that uh, into that garbage can. I just I like, Jesus, think, Rhea. I think she's going to go heel again and join the Robert Stone brand. By slamming him into that container? That was her endorsement? Yeah, because she... No, that wasn't her endorsement, but she's going to know that she can push him around and get whatever she wants from him. What could he? What leverage could he possibly have? And he, he I don't know. He'll figure out something. It's not leverage. He'll, he'll figure... I can get but what you an do you think? What shot. do you think Robert Stone can contribute to the elevation of Rhea Ripley's career? At oh god, kayfabe wise, uh, getting her a title shot against Io Shirai. But it's Robert Stone. The brand is not strong with Robert Stone. What makes you think they'll? No. Well, you know, you mean, you mean, I don't know. You don't know what favors Regal has to offer. Just say that you're wrong, Corey. No, never. Next up. We move on. Finn Balor, Cameron Grimes. Oh, these two go back and forth exchanging strikes. I'm not wrong. Uh, Did the Yushirai video happen at this point? Oh, I believe so. Yeah, the one where she. Okay, yeah, because I want to talk about that because I didn't take notes on that. Oh, what's it up? What's showed up? video because it had it had the Poppy music video, but it also oh the new, had, the new Poppy song. There was a. It's just, and then there was also a shot of Morrow doing commentary as it happened and then you see pretty much what his house he was on with headphones with ipod headphones on and i'm just thinking like what are the logistics of him calling a live pay-per-view from his home his neighbors must hate him like man. you think like did he have a freaking does he have a special feed because i think Probably. i would i would think there would be a delay and so does he just get a special feed where there'd be no delay it would just be completely one one where is he he must have really good um I don't know, man. I don't know. Like I, this had to have been this had to have been work because like he, he can't be getting that type of audio using just his laptop. If he's recording, set, well, I don't know. I don't know because he, yeah. he records on commentary from his home studio, so it had to have been a work. Yeah. They get pretty good audio they, at my work at my my job. I work at a radio station. They get pretty and good using audio. only they're, a laptop at his. Well, headphones. they're doing they're doing some sort of remote broadcasting. I know they have a little bit of a setup. So yeah, I don't know exactly how no they're recording, but, but they're doing live shows. So yeah, it was gimmicked. But then, like, but then you also see the live reactions of a bunch of other people at homes. Like you see the, the 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 guy you always see in the front, the bald guy that you always see in the front row. Yeah, um, you know, fans. We see uh, fans, fans, fan reactions. Yep. Yeah, I was hoping to see us, but we did not. Okay, we yeah. didn't. Yeah. We, I'm going to put like, picture every pay-per-view. They, they, they didn't have a montage of people doing on their video podcast critiquing the show. I'm like, yeah, no, that triple <laughs> that match was sucked. awesome. Um, Thank you for the $20 bill, Vince McMahon. No, triple uh, Paul Levesque. Balor versus Grimes. Uh, like I said, solid match. Uh, but these two men, I can't help to think what they would do at a take, an actual real takeover show. And it was a great match, honestly. This I match? Cameron, I think Cameron Grimes just straight up farts out above average matches well the same like goes for finn balor i mean i think but i think cameron grimes to a, to a bigger extent yeah i think i i want to see i want to see him fly you know uh like balor, he's a peacock you gotta let him fly gotta let peacock fly uh balor misses the coup de gras which i thought was the end of the match for a moment grimes tries to take advantage of balor but quickly powers out reverse 1916 to grimes followed by a kick out coup de gras 1916 balor gets his win back over Cameron Grimes. Like you said, it was a great match. 
I thoroughly enjoyed every time these two get in the ring together. Someone say match of the week. I would say match of the week. Yeah, I definitely wrote that in my notes, but I didn't. But I thought it. So post match. Post match. What? Something happened post match. What are you talking about? He goes to the camera and he says, "I'm coming for you, Keith Lee." Oh, I didn't. That's weird. My feet. He, he totally said that. Okay. Well, he thank totally you for doing my job that, for me. And now he's, yeah, interesting that he's gone for the North American title. A title not I've not NXT. had that title yet. I've, because uh, I've so lived guess, in Ireland uh, and not North America. I guess he's trying to, what is it? Like, what are those contests where if you collect all. Grand Slam champion? Like, just certain, these certain these certain stamps. If you complete the stamp, you get a free, like. Oh, his stamp card. It's not a stamp card, but then it's just. Yeah, more he's like, trying to get his free cheese stick. Buy six, get one free. But then that's of the same thing. There's there no, are no, these that rule does not apply in NXT. You can you can get different titles. Okay. It's fine. Yeah, uh, I guess because he wants a title that he never got, so he's trying to complete the trifecta, which kind of makes sense. Yeah. I I'm hoping if if, if that's the case, uh, I can see Balor taking the title off Lee, so Lee can go for the NXT title. Yeah. But then we'll, as we we'll get there. Deeper, we'll get there. Ooh, yeah, we'll get there. Uh, next up, uh, Timothy Thatcher apparently is going to open up his own wrestling school in NXT starting next week. Ooh! So we'll see what happens there. I no don't class know. is in session. Is he just going to be a teacher gimmick? Yeah. He, are, we, are we getting Matt Stryker again? He's going to choke out uh, PC people every week. That's is he? Gonna, it's going to be the Jeff Jarrett MMA school again. Daniel Pewter comes into the ring. Oh my god! And he actually gets him in a Kamara lock. And- <laughs> um. Next up after that, uh, oh, no, I'm sorry. I forgot. We I skipped Casey Kinzaro versus Dakota Kai. How could I? Dakota uh, Kai wins. <laughs> she does win. And after the match, Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai beat down on uh, Casey. When Kaden Carter comes out, to which Mara says, oh, Kaden Carter, her partner. Like, he says it like three times. Never knew they were partners. Apparently, they well, Why would they be associated with them, Corey? Oh, I don't know. Okay, next up, El Io del Fantasma. He comes out to the ring. He begins to talk um, in Spanish. But now comes Drake Maverick, who also has new uh, theme music this week. Just which I really liked his old theme song. I really enjoyed it. It was, <laughs> it was... <laughs> that one. Yeah, yeah. It was so boy. it was so bad. It was great. Was flavor flame. Uh, Drake. Wait. How low can you go? He wants to congratulate El Hio, or he wants to congratulate Phantasma and thank him for his match last week. Says that, uh, uh, he says um, last week he was, everyone was talking about my situation, but they should be talking about you, Phantasma. Uh, Drake says now that he's an NXT wrestler, he can beat, he says, I know I can beat you, Phantasma, and challenges him to a one-on-one match for the Cruiserweight title. Uh, Phantasma says, yeah, well, he says, see, and uh, then out come the luchadors. Which means yes. Which means yes, Corey. Yes, it does. Uh, see, it does. Uh, out come the luchadors who've been kidnapping people or trying to kidnap people left and right for weeks. Uh, they circle the ring. Drake and Phantasma are in the ring together, back to back. And then Phantasma turns around and headbutts Drake. Everyone beats down on Drake Maverick. Everyone removes their masks. Uh, the luchadors reveal themselves as Raul Mendoza and Joaquin Wilde, which begs the question, who kidnapped them? Uh, the Dark Order. Okay. He, did, did he do the Dark Order do like goons Think about for hire? This is totally the Dark Order. Goons for hire. Yeah. No. I just I did not make I did. I, I kind of I did not make that comparison until like 
30 seconds ago like wait a minute it's guys a dark who, order like, who like take people against their will in a certain extent even though Colcabana did boom, it boom. through his own volition um yeah. But then people in masks, but then they reveal that they're not the masks, and then they remove, and then uh, uh, Joaquin Wild and they look good too. Joaquin Raul, Wild, no, no, I'm trying to Raul Mendoza. Yeah, Raul Mendoza. They remove their masks, and what else happened? Corey? And that's when Phantasma removes his own masks. Phantasma unmasks. He says he looks at the camera and without a microphone. He says, "I am Santos Escobar." I am the w, or the NXT Cruiserweight Champion, and no one can stop me. Quick, uh, Corey, give me two Spanish names. Uh, Juan and Eduardo. Juan Eduardo. Good. All right. You're getting, you're getting a WWE contract. Go! <laughs> Road Dog. Two Spanish names. Uh, well, I was watching... Uh, Santos and, and um, uh, Escobar. Go! Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, I mean, he took off his mask. He is now Santos Escobar. And uh, he's sure. got the back of Raul Mendoza and Joaquin Wild. And he's a good looking man. He is but then you would make man. so much more money if you kept that mask. But mm. I guess. No, it would be so much cooler if he actually kept that mask on, paint it dark, but then wear suits every week because luchadors on suits is the oh, all time yeah. look. It yeah, never it fucking is. fails. It, it is. Uh, was, El Santo, uh, was El Santo the one that was always why, in a suit? Why can't we ever have a meaningful, like, masked wrestler in WWE? That's not Rey Mysterio. And even then, that dude, they're pushing it with him. Um, well, some people say that you really can't connect with masked wrestlers. What? Yeah, like Sin Cara. Like, people said you couldn't... Ma- I'm talking to the WWE audience. Stupid. Of course you can. You can. Be- you make so much money off of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, we have uh, look at Jushin Thunder Liger. You think that guy doesn't connect with an audience? Oh god, yeah, I was. I want to buy one of those masks from uh, Totocon so badly. They're like five hundred bucks though. Uh, should. Uh, next up, Undisputed Era in their war room, and uh, Dexter Loomis apparently left a painting of him murdering Adam Cole and Bobby Fish. So I don't know if that's premeditated murder now or what. But if they wind up dead, he can go away for. Very, very long Because that's what happens when you die. You just kind of go away until you're called back up again. Yeah. Until you're called to the main roster. Yeah. Now, next week, we have a tag team championship bonanza. Uh, we have Shotzi and Tegan Knox versus the winner of oh, the boy. Backlash match. Show. <laughs> yeah. The winner of the Backlash match for um, uh, the women's tag team titles and Imperium versus Brizongo for the NXT tag team titles. Tegan Knox gets to be against the tag team champions. Tegan Knox and Shotzi Blackheart are going down to the tag Oh, yeah, we're getting the tag teams against these guys, whoever wins the backlash. And congratulations, Shotzi, on becoming an uncle. What? She said it herself in her post. She, uh, her sister's having I'm a baby. I'm an uncle! Yeah, her sister's, yeah. Her sister's having like a baby. sounds like this impersonation. Uh, Dexter Lumis versus Adam Cole, the main event time. For NXT, um, the two exchanging strikes, uh, strikes, and uh, this is a match. I mean, I can't really say much about it. What's his appeal, dude? What is Dexter Lewis's appeal? Uh, he's looking a little better. Especially, I will say that he's looking as a, a little baby better. Face. Like that that character, like why, why, why are you giving me a reason to root for Dexter Lewis, <laughs> uh, the suspected serial killer against? Uh, well, yeah, go on, yeah. go on. Um, he's looking a little better. Hitting a pretty solid German suplex to Adam Cole at one point, and a sidewalk slam to Adam Cole. Like I said, every week, give him more time, he's going to look better and better. So 
Uh, eventually, uh, Adam Cole goes for the Panama Sunrise, but Loomis locks in the triangle sleeper hold when Cole, uh, like I said, was going for the Panama Sunrise. Bobby Fish distracts the ref. Uh, Roderick Strong hits the Inseguri on Loomis. Last shot to Loomis. Adam Cole gets the pin in the win. After the match, the Undisputed Era, they're trying to leave. Adam Cole goes back to gloat over Dexter Loomis, but Loomis locks in the hold again. Undisputed Era come back out to fight. Dream comes out to help. Everyone leaves, so it's just Adam Cole in the ring. So Lights go dark. Spotlight on Cole. Spotlight on the ramp. Out comes Scarlet Bordeaux. I was going to say out Trinity from the fucking Matrix. <laughs> Uh, Scarlet comes out. She walks the ring. <laughs> she looked like she could barely breathe. Oh, in that in that in that uh, latex. It actually looks. La- is that latex? What I believe so. Is I believe so. Yeah, and she's just like she's she just has this smile on her face because she knows it. Uh, uh, I can barely walk. She puts uh, a, a sand timer in the middle of the oh. ring, and uh, yeah, because she's a big Prince of Persia fan. And uh, it, it it begs a question: Is the tie is is Adam Cole's time as NXT champion coming to an end? What could you have possibly have made that assumption, Corey? Karrion Cross has put his mark on Adam Cole. And uh, it's funny because, man, people are going to be rooting for and People are going to see Adam Cole as a baby face. I know he's not playing that, but everyone loves Adam Cole so much. And Karrion Cross is like this, like, evil. <sighs> like, he's, he's a heel, right? Karrion Cross is a heel. Uh, yeah, you would look at that man. You would look at the freaking the way he's just so fucking angry all the time. He's Psycho Sid. He's pretty much Psycho Sid. Yeah, but with a girlfriend, but um, and with no hair. Uh, and I don't know, would say man. Way better Cross, like I just, I feel like they try too hard with that. And I, and I feel like I said this before. I feel like they try too hard with them. Yeah. Well, it's, it's it's like it's a bit overindulgent. Not over. Yeah. Yeah. That's I would your say next NXT champion. So, in my opinion, yeah, I don't think he should lose. Why? And then, like, I, but then I also don't think he should go straight to the title match as well. I think you should build up to that. I, I think, think you're what what's going to happen is he's going to beat Adam Cole for the title, and I think you're going to see Finn Balor beat Keith Lee for the North American title, which leaves Keith Lee to be the face against Karrion Cross. Or Keith Lee could just move up because he's not getting any younger. Well, no, he, just give he him would give him, give him, give him some time with Karrion Cross at least for the NXT title. Have him lose, and then go to the main roster. Yeah, because I think, I think that I think there there should be call ups more. There should be more call ups with NXT because. But then, what are you going to do in NXT? They can't. Who are you going to put in their place? They got a million people. They got a million people. Do there. they? It's there's it's coronavirus season like. Like who do you have at your disposal? Not, you okay, okay. Say say this say this COVID thing passes passes by. Oh yeah, once everything's back, back to, normal. to normal, yeah, for sure. Then you're gonna have Sami Zayn. Then you're gonna have, you know, everybody back on the main roster. So so to me, it's just like, unless they start to sign more talent. We'll see, man. It's just it's. I just feel like they're about due. I think. And, I, and you know, I, and ex- I, you know, they signed is, everyone. I know, I know Ciampa and Gargano are just dead in the water the second they hit main, the main roster, but they got to, I feel like NXT, they just got to make room for new blood. Well, you know what would be good for Gargano? Remember how, you know how McMahon uh, really. To not anything but his character you, right now. You know, yes. McMahon really wants to do that Mighty Mouse character and he didn't get to do it with uh, Shorty G and that would be great for Johnny Gargano. I think on that note, we're going to end things today, Michael. Guys, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe at CWR4 and 5 Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. 
You want anything before we go, Mike? No, I'm my, I'm still I'm, I'm still choking on my own rage here. Uh, all right, guys. Uh, we'll see you guys later. Have a wonderful day. Oh yeah, and don't forget the PlayStation uh, reveal. The PlayStation Five games are coming out Monday. Not coming out, but, yeah. Monday, me and Jose will be back here on YouTube. We're gonna be talking backlash. Oh so yeah, that'll be fun. I was not good enough for backlash. You know what? Jose gets the call for backlash. So, all right, guys. I know. Hey, like, y- share. Y- y- y'all kill it. Y'all like, kill share, it. and subscribe. <laughs> and we'll see you guys later. Have a wonderful day. Yeah, no, it'd be great to like f- finally figure out. Like, oh wow, I can't believe they actually did have the greatest match of all time. You know what? Ever. What did he say in a tweet the other day? He's. <laughs> I think he's he's joking about it now because he's like, I just had the greatest sandwich of all time. Edge. Guys, we'll see you guys later. Have a wonderful day. Bye.